This is the Your Dream or Mind podcast, the place to be if you want to be inspired, encouraged, uplifted and captivated by the stories of others who have been brave enough to vocalise their dreams and then do the work to achieve them. I'm your host, Laura Cruz, a coach and fellow dreamer who has made her dreams come true and can help you to do the same. Listen each week as I share with you tales of dreams achieved both by my guests and me. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Search for Laura Cruz Coaching. Enjoy the episode. Today is Candice Quinn, who is the founder of Manisafe, um, who provide UV protective manicure and sunblock gloves. This, to me, is such a fascinating area. And once I started looking at the website and talking with Candice, it's just absolutely fascinating. And I know when you listen to this podcast today, you will be doing exactly what I did, which is thinking... That's really obvious. Why didn't I think of that? Or why didn't I realise that there would be some kind of impact from having my nails done? So this episode is going to be fantastic if you are a regular gel user or you are conscious about the sun on your hands, which are often neglected. So welcome to the podcast, Candice. Ah, thank you, Laura. I really appreciate you having me here. So it's really wonderful to have you as my guest today. Why don't you talk us through your journey? What led up to the idea of Money Safe? Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm happy to talk about it. Um, so I, when I moved to, you can probably hear from my accent, I'm not originally from the UK, so I'm originally from Vancouver, um, but I moved to London in 2012, and that's when I was introduced to the wonderful revolution of gel manicures, <laughs> and uh, I was not a manicure fan um, prior to that, because for me, if I got a regular manicure if I looked at the polish it chipped so when I got my first gel manicure and it lasted for two weeks it was that glossy durable manicure I was absolutely hooked I like to say it was love at first gloss um and so that was like my go-to kind of beauty regimen even though and so through so I worked in healthcare. I was a physiotherapist originally and then when I moved into the UK I went into medical devices and so from a professional standpoint, I loved having my nails done. It just made me feel polished, put together. Even as I became a mom of, I now have a four and a six-year-old. So through motherhood, even though I was a hot mess <laughs> with two babies, <laughs> uh, my nails were done and I looked good in my mind, but as long as I had that. And, um, and yeah, so it was just my go-to thing. And it wasn't until about five years later or so that I had read um, in an article that the lamps emit UV rays. And I was absolutely shocked, if I'm honest, because what, and a little bit surprised I hadn't put two and two together that I hadn't thought about it myself because my background's in healthcare. I am a very health conscious person. Like I am that person that puts SPF on every day, regardless of if it's cloudy or not, very healthy lifestyle of exercise, eating well. And then here I am for the past five years, every two to three weeks, slipping my hand into a lamp that emits UV rays. So I, um, 
you know, my natural background is to, to look at research, like being a physiotherapist, everything's evidence-based medicine. So um, when you're, you're treating patients, so with that being my background, I started digging into the research and, you know, at this point, you know, there's, there's not a huge amount of research out there from a, from a scientific um, background or standpoint, but there's research out there that some say that it's, very minimal the risk and then you have some research from dermatologists that say that it's just as bad as um, the limit for a outdoor workers eight hour workday of how much UV rays you're being exposed to. So the, so the research is kind of all over the place and, and most of that research was done in um, the 2010 to 2014. So you know at the time looking at that research, you know you're still kind of like well, what is the true risk? So the overall skin cancer risk, when you look at it in isolation, is is low that they say. Um, but all dermatologists um, and skin health experts recommend you protect your skin. So I was just like shocked that okay, there's this skin health risk there. You know, dermatologists do recommend you protect your skin. Why don't we know about this? Yeah. Um, and am I the only one? Like, am I the only one that missed the message? Like, so... Um, oh, I missed it too, Candice. I definitely <laughs> missed that memo. <laughs> yeah, so I started using sunscreen and, you know, trying to remember, but as a busy mom, trying to juggle career kids and stuff, I can't tell you how many times I would get to the door of the nail salon and be like, oh my gosh, I forgot to put on the SPF on my hands or that when I did remember they often ask you to wash your hands in the middle of the process so there goes your SPF and also yep. it can lift the, the oils of the SPF um, can actually lift the polish anyway so then it ruins your manicure um, because they want a dehydrated nail that's what's most effective for the polish to adhere and stick um, and Candice can I ask you when you were getting your nails done then did the person who was doing your nails did they realize that you were wanted to put a sunscreen on that you wanted to protect your hands. No, they didn't because it was never mentioned. The, no yeah, one yeah. Ever told me. Um, and then, so when I started to dig into this more, and I, so I started quizzing my nail techs at the time, and they weren't trained on it. The ones that I had met. So there may be some that are trained now, and there, it may be different compared to like that would have been like 2017, 2018 when I started looking into it more. And um, and they they're like, no, we're not taught about that. Like we're taught about this the time that your hand needs to be in the lamp to cure the polish, but there's never been a discussion about there being a risk with it. Um, I said, okay, you know, that's interesting. Um, I said, there is a risk and, you know, people should be protecting their hands. And I think, you know, they're receptive to it. The nail techs that I spoke to were, were quite receptive to that. So anyways, I, I was at a point where I was just like trying my best with the, the SPF process, but it wasn't as effective as I would like. And then um, in terms of where the product idea came from, I was, you know, with the kids out in the garden one day, they were splashing around in their paddling pool. And, and I'm, like I said, like very health conscious and like health promotion was key for me. So my kids are always like head to toe in those UPF sunsuits. Yeah. Like the, the Legionnaire hats on. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And like slathered in, in sunscreen. And, and that's the one day I was like, oh, I could make gloves out of the UPF 50 material that their sunsuits are made out of. And I have like fun, cool cool designs, you know, so his, um, so that's where kind of like the idea. And that's when I started looking into it and getting them made. And 
I did learn at that point, I wasn't the only clever person that had come up with an idea of fingerless gloves to protect your skin. It was actually, you know, it's being done in the US and a few other places. But for me, it was about making this fun as well, because for me, that's my little luxury going to get my nails done and you get to pick your polish and it's a fun experience. And I wanted the gloves to match that experience. So, yeah. so that's the whole, why the gloves are made of like fun, fashionable prints. So it's another way for women to one the important part is protecting your skin, but it's another way to express your personal style. Um, so we have, you know, so they're all named after different, um, areas of London because, um, that's what I fell in love with when I moved to London was all the eclectic areas. So each glove is named after a different area of London and what that kind of area kind of represents. So for example, you know, the Shoreditch gloves are a cool camo print and it's a bit more edgy. Um, you have the Mayfair gloves are a leopard print and they are you know that more sexy sophisticated uh so they all kind of have that little fun element to it so it was really important for me that women were having something that helps protect their skin but it's fun as well and that's kind of where it all all came from and um in terms of starting a business for it obviously this this was something to address an issue for myself yeah. um but when I started when like I said you know am I the only one that missed the memo on this? Like I, I decided to do some market research. I paid a third party panel provider um, that did an anonymous survey for 315 women within the UK interested in nail care. And so what that means is that women either had bought a nail care product or had had a nail service done. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a specific group of 315 women that you're then trying to find out from. So, and Sure enough, I wasn't the only one. 20% had no idea that they emitted UV rays at all. And 46% had um, not made the connection that when the lamp yes. said UV on it, that it is emitting the same UV rays that are emitted from the sun that cause, you know, skin damage, premature aging, yeah. and skin cancer. So, you know, that's when for me, between seeing that the research is showing that there is an element of a risk at, at minimum of looking at it in an isolation that it can cause skin cancer. But then when you look at it as a holistic perspective, that that cumulative exposure to UVs on top of your everyday outdoor exposure is going to accelerate that, that process of skin damage and DNA damage. Yeah. So looking at the research realizing that there's a bunch of women out there exposing themselves unknowingly. And, and I think that was the key thing is that um, speaking to one of the, the researchers, he's a, a professor of photodermatology. When he did his, his, um, his test, his study, I should say, he had assumed that women knew about the risk and that they were making that decision for themselves. And, and so I think it was, interesting for him he, to be fair like um this professor professor diffie he's retired now so um he won't be doing any more studies on this topic unfortunately but i think that was it where the kind of penny dropped for him that yeah this is really important like mm. he's, he said from the beginning women should absolutely be protecting their skin because you're unnecessarily exposing your hand to uv rays why when you don't need to like the the the, the yeah UV yeah rays are there to cure the polish and harden the polish it's not doing anything for your skin. It's, it's contributing to damage. So cover them up. 
you know? So, so it was all these little bits of things that, you know, I was working in medical device sales um, and marketing, had a good career climbing the corporate ladder, but I was just missing something because as a physiotherapist every day, I felt like I had um, a purpose, a sense of purpose every day. I was impacting someone's lives and making it better. And I had that feedback every day. And that's what I loved about physiotherapy, but I, my body ended up wearing out over time. Like my hands, I could almost feel like the arthritis, like forming in my hands because I'd been working so much. And that's why I left it. And so when I went, went into medical device sales, although on the outside, the surface, if you look at, you know, climbing the corporate ladder, doing really great things, you think, okay, well, she must be really happy in her job, but I was just not getting that same fulfillment. And so with this, where I was like, I can help educate women, I can empower them with the knowledge, I can help them protect their skin. And for any woman that gets their nails done, they're doing it to improve their appearance and, and feel good. The irony of the fact that you're sticking your hand in the lamp to make your, your nails look better and you're aging your skin in the process is just mind boggling to me. So the fact that uh, that's what drove me, knowing that people weren't aware of the health risk, there is an element of a health risk there and I can do something to help people. That's where I was like, okay, this needs to happen. And, um, and then that's where I started looking into designing the gloves and, and the, the really important part to me that it is a fun and exciting piece to add to your gel manicure experience is uh, where Manny Safe was kind of born from. So if you were to kind of articulate that dream then, mm-hmm. is it twofold? Is it that you... Because you're when you you talk so passionately about wanting women and men, of course, if men get gel manicures yeah. done, if um, you you know you want to help women to understand more, so to inform and to you know help them, and then if they've decided after they've been informed that they want that product, that obviously you're going to provide that product. So yeah. is it then that the dream is is twofold? It's that you you inform and advise and support, but you also are doing something which you feel passionate about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Both of those things, because, you know, education for me has always been so, so important. Um, And the fact that I can now, I'm the like master of my own ship in terms of of where Manny safe goes and and how to provide it to people. And and I, I love that. I love that creativity side that I can blend with the purpose side of it and for that that product side of the business but the education side comes from you know my background being in healthcare and just I'm naturally a type of person that wants to help someone out if I see someone walking down the street and you know they've dropped something I'm gonna pick it up for them if I see someone who is going through something that I've been through and I know that they, they might have a bad experience because I've had that experience. I'm the person who will go up to a stranger and be like, hey, just so you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that because I just naturally like to help people. So, so the dream, that for me, that gives me the purpose. Yeah. Make, making money is, is the a necessity of life. Yes. That's not what drives me. It's knowing that I can get up every day and make a difference in someone's life. 
And, and also add an element of fun to it because life is so serious, right? Like, yeah, if, yeah. yeah. If one thing we've learned from this pandemic is like life is hard and it can be very yes. difficult. And if I can inject a little bit of fun into the process of also, um, you know, promoting healthy nail care and hand care for people, and that means that it will prevent that skin damage in the process, then, you know, I'm happy. Absolutely brilliant. So I think from what we've said, there isn't much out there in terms of um, public health advice then around around no. protecting your hands. No, unfortunately, not in the UK or Ireland. Um, there is no official um, guidance within these countries. And, and again, that was a driver for me. And I really hope to change that. That's a really important aspect mm. of this mission the Manny Safe mission is not only empowering the individuals, but trying to work with uh, the appropriate levels of government to get a um, official bit of public health guidance in place. Um, because in the US, they do have that available through the different health organizations. And I think we need that here as well. Um, and so at the minute, individual uh, dermatologists, you'll see the odd ones will have comments, say, on their Instagram accounts if they're they're on Instagram. And there's a few magazine articles here and there where uh, dermatologists have been um, interviewed and they say, you know, absolutely, you should protect your skin because at this point we don't know the full risk. Um, yeah. But there seems to be an element of a risk and you should be either using SPF or using um, fingerless UV protective gloves. And, um, you know, there. so it's really important that this is more at a public health level because unless you follow these Instagram accounts or you read these magazines, you're not aware of it. Which you wouldn't, because the normal, the, the average person wouldn't do that. It's yeah. fascinating. And, and before before we started recording, I was saying to you that I used to work for Number Seven, hmm. the um the boots in house um beauty brand and skincare brand, which is world renowned for their research and their um their really forward thinking, award winning products to help women with um anti-aging and of course you know when as a trainer for them when I was talking to I would train the number seven advisors when I was talking to them about the impact of um the sun on your skin some of which you don't see it takes so long for it to almost come to the surface but I think even if somebody was listening to this and you know we've touched on the fact that actually the risk of skin care might be lower but this risk of aging your hands it's like you know as women we spend a lot of money buying anti-aging products yeah. for our face but you know what the, the where where it really shows is on your hands and your neck and that's where you see it and that's the bit that I guess because we're always washing our hands and not really thinking of it you know if you like you said earlier with the sun the sunscreen it will wash off because we're always yeah. washing our hands yeah and that's the thing like you bring up such a great point because I think skincare has actually become like in vogue now yeah. even since the pandemic it's become real like people just naturally are becoming more health conscious i think and then through the pandemic women weren't wearing as much makeup and then so skin care became the new focus and and you really do get like that face hand mismatch where a woman has yeah. like beautiful glowing skin because they invest in all these wonderful products but they forget about their hands yeah um so yeah it's like 
and that's the thing with Manny Safe. It's about like it's a skincare brand for hands. It's literally my yeah. my my vision for it is to bring that awareness. And you, it's really interesting. You bring up the point about boots and anti-aging and stuff like the primary so there's two um different types of ultraviolet rays emitted from the sun that reach the earth's surface uva and uvb and i know from your training you probably are aware like it's the uva rays are that are known for the aging side that premature aging of wrinkles age spots dull lackluster looking skin and it's uva rays that are emitted from uv lamps nail lamps and led nail lamps that's the uva rays that are used to cure the polish um so so it is that's why you don't tend to get burned like no one gets burned from a nail lamp because there's no uvb rays they're filtered out um but you can get a tan. There's been people that are known to get a tan. Um, there's actually a, um, a plastic surgeon. She's doing her uh, PhD in melanoma research right now. And that's why she did a study. She did a review of the literature because she gets her gel nails done and she came out with a tan, on, a slight tan on her hands the one yeah. day. And that's why she looked at it. So it's like the UV rays are there just like, like the sun. So um, same type as the sun will say, but yeah. So I think it's just, it is amazing how we invest all this money for anti-aging and then unknowingly are contributing to aging on our hands. So, but, but I think that word there unknowingly is just, you know, as with all these things, I mean, I'm, I'm older than you, Candice, I'm sure. But, you know, when I was younger, um, when I was a kid, you know, you didn't really wear sun cream. And then I would hear people, you know, who would, you know, want to get a suntan. So they would apply oil because, yeah. and not like suntan oil, just oil because they, they wanted to burn. They wanted to get that tan. We look back now and go on oh, the horror of that, but that's where research and information and, um, you know, knowledge comes from, doesn't it? So over the years, you know, people have become so much more aware of what they need to do to protect their skin, to, you know, to prevent skin cancer, premature aging, et cetera. But it's almost like this is the last bit. I don't know if there's any area of the body that we haven't covered apart from that. Do you know what I mean? That's like the last bit. So if you cover that, you're going to make your hands, because actually, what's the point of having the most beautiful nails if your hands look really quite old? Yeah. And I think, you know, the other areas of exposure that people don't realize is when you're driving your car, because because UVA rays are longer rays of the two different types and they can transmit through window glass. They can penetrate through and they can penetrate through uh, the glass um, of your car windows. Not so much through the windshield because they do have a level of protection, but the side doors um, that those side windows, they penetrate, it penetrates through. And um, that's really interesting that you say that because one of the, uh, one of the images that I used to use in my number seven training was somebody, it was somebody in France who used to drive a lorry or, you know, yeah. was, was a, you know, was in a vehicle all the time. And they showed the two sides of their face and the side, uh, oh, in France, they drive on the other side, don't they? So it was the, yeah. opposite of the UK, but that, that side of their face, which was exposed because it was on the edge of the vehicle was so much more sun damaged than the other side. People just don't realize mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So the gloves are made from um, UPF 50 plus rated fabrics, which means that it is certified um, and it blocks out 
98% of UVA and UVB rays. The gloves can be used as sunblock gloves and driving gloves as well. So I advocate for people to use them for driving, for outdoor activities, also for mums, like pushing prams. Like, you know, I know my, my eldest, when he was a baby, he did not sleep in the house. So I would be out Mm. pushing a pram like all around my area to get him to sleep and that's your hands are on top of the you know the handles and your hands being exposed to the sun you're, you're so sleep deprived you're not really thinking about applying SPF I think so that's another area that I, I advocate for women to wear them for is for new moms as well um, and you know it's anything you can do to to prevent is always better than a cure right like as you're saying absolutely you can dump hundreds and if not thousands into treatments to try and deal with the, these wrinkles later on in life, but you have a simple solution. If you start when you're younger to protect yourself and prevent it, it's always the best, best strategy. And that's what, you know, Manny safe. I try to advocate for is through Manny safe is that. So. Fantastic. So when you were starting out then, Candice, did you have any like doubts or fears? Like how, how did you feel when you were embarking on this business journey? Yeah, loads of fear that you had to push through. And like, you know, I have I have two mantras that I kind of live by. And the one that's relevant to this is you're your only limit. And I literally have it written in my kitchen to remind myself like all the time because I can't tell you how many fears I had around it. Like, you know, working, I worked for a, a global medical device company at a very stable, solid career. And, you know, I had this idea and this passion that was percolating inside of me. And, and, you know, there's uncertainty. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave everything that I know in a, in a stable career to like take on this business idea that a lot of people aren't even aware about, like it's, I'm providing a solution for something that people aren't aware about. Like they have that monumental task to get yeah, of education. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, not only about people knowing about my brand, but the problem that it, it solves. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a big thing to take on in itself. And, um, you know, your own, I think everyone has that kind of slight imposter syndrome kind of in them a certain amount of being like, well, who am I to think that I can take this on? But I was like, you know what? Like someone has to do something about it. And that drive is what kept me going. And like, so in yeah. terms of like the fear, I cannot tell you how many night terrors I had going through the development process and getting to the launch phase that I had, it was just like, it, all the fears would play out at night for me. And I'd wake up to either I, people, dermatologists telling me, these are like the, the dreams that I would have at night of dermatologists telling me, you don't know what you're talking about. This isn't a real thing. Right. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. you'd be like, what? No, I've done my research. And, uh, or people like no one buying it or the stock not turning up. Like everything would play out at night for me for some reason. And I would just have to like, but that's a sign that you're doing something big, I think. And you're doing the right thing. If you've done your research, whatever it is, whether it's starting a business or you're tackling some, some goal of yours that you think is something that will be too hard to tackle. I think that's the sign. Like when you have that nervousness, that pit in your stomach, 
night terrors, whatever, however it manifests. I think that's the sign that you're pushing yourself and, and, and achieving something. And, and that's why I just had to shut those things out. And I can't tell you when I launched, you know, I, I did like a kind of a, um, pre-launch campaign, raising awareness and, and stuff. And then on the day of my launch, when, you know, I think it was like 60 or 70 people bought on the first day. That's amazing. um, Yeah. Like it was just this sense of like relief, like, yes, people get it. And like, I knew people had done the market research and everyone I spoke to had the same response as you, like, oh my God, what? They admit UV rays, I had not, I had no idea. And, um, and talk and, and trust me, like I'm, I'm a calculated risk type of person. Like I, I don't do just, I'm not good with risk in general, unless I know, like if I've done the research with things. So like I'd spoken to photodermatologists, I'd spoken to biologists, you know, I did all my research. So I knew what I was doing was, genuinely there to serve a purpose and solve a real problem. Um, but it wasn't like when you finally launch and get through it and people are actually buying the product and, and realize and value it. It's just such a rewarding experience. So, uh, and I think also with that coming, not having a background, because this is essentially me selling a product into the beauty industry. I don't have a background in beauty. I have zero connections in it. Um, so I knew it was going to be a struggle and uphill battle. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to take that on. Um, and, and it's been a really positive thing so far, you know, so I think there's still, there's going to be, there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of lack of education and, and not only for the general public um that you know led lamps don't emit uv rays yes they do it's been proven um even i've heard a nail tech and you know this is just again it's not their fault they haven't been given the correct information like i heard a nail tech saying you could stick your hand in this lamp for a million years and you would never get skin cancer like that's a problem yeah that's the information that's being given to the public. And that's why for me, one of the goals is making sure that the public has the correct information. So trying to encourage the necessary health organizations to pay attention to this. Because the only um, research that's been, um, body of evidence that's been looked at around LED lights is, is the lights that go into our lamps in our house. That's a very different type of LED light um, than the LED lights that you're putting, because putting, you know, a couple centimeters away from your skin that are designed to emit UV rays to cure the polish. So this just hasn't been looked at from like a collective point of view from, for, um, in, in the UK or in, in Europe. And, um, so yeah, so I, I'm just hoping like that I can help encourage this to happen. So people do get the right information. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I, where I'm at with it right now. It's, it's now, you know, I have steady online sales. It's now being stocked in nail salons, in spas and lifestyle stores. 
And, and that has been such an amazing experience to see, like going from having an idea to designing it, going through the manufacturing process in the middle of a pandemic whilst homeschooling my children and, and Brexit going on to now see the product on the shelf and seeing people wearing them, hearing the stories from women. This is the thing that was amazing for me was having women buying the gloves, not necessarily because they get gel manicures. I've had customers for that, but women with rare skin diseases. Yes. Are so need to protect them, presumably. sensitive to light to the point, like if they go outside, they get massive rashes on their hands. And like a woman telling me like, I'm so happy that you've provided a fashionable option because I've been wearing bike gloves or socks on my hands for years. Wow. And she's like, now to have like a feminine product that I can wear and feel stylish in is like so great to have. And like, that's just such like an unexpected rewarding um, element of my business that, um, it has been a nice surprise as well. Absolutely incredible. I love it. And I think there's, for me, working in a service-based industry, I think talking to somebody who, you know, is coming from that product base and, and knowing how much bigger that journey is do you see what I mean from the kind of research to the development you know the and the actual production of the product just fantastic so what's what's next for you and the brands then Candice yeah well I think for me it's still driving the awareness as much as possible so the one thing that I I haven't really done for the brand yet is um looked at media so to promote it this has really been a lot of like grassroots word of mouth, like referral base, like connecting with dermatologists and then maybe talking about it on their platform. So, you know, the, the, the number one goal for me is that every woman that gets gel manicures wears a pair of Manny Safe gloves when they get their nails done. And if not that, put on sunscreen, please. You know, if, mm. you know, just do something to protect your skin. So that's like my, my, my number one goal with that. Um, but in terms of the steps to get there is... I think you can feel, you don't, I don't know, like I, I've worked in sales, but I wouldn't say I'm not, I'm not an inherently sales like person. Like I, I feel a bit kind of, uh, when it comes to asking someone to like sell my product, <laughs> it feels a bit odd for me, but at the end of the day, I have to keep reminding myself, if you don't shout from the rooftops to let people know that the product's out there, they won't know about it, right? Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing for the brand right now is really doing a push to help people know about the issue and know about the, the product. And, and that needs to happen through media outlets um, and through PR. And um, so I, I do need to start focusing on that a little bit more to help educate people. Um, so that's kind of the next phase. And then from there, it's looking at, at retail as well. So getting it into retailers so that, again, people have access to the, the solution that they need to protect their skin, whether that be gel manicures or driving or, you know, for outdoor activities. So good. So where can um, where can the listeners find you then? Where, where should they? Uh, what's the web address? 
Yeah, so it's uh, manisafe.com. So M-A-N-I-S-A-F-E.com. So you can buy the gloves online on the website. And then we're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Manisafe London, and then also on Instagram, um, where, and that's again, the Instagram handle is at Manisafe London. Um, And there you'll find, you know, pictures of the gloves and stuff. But I also, with my background being in healthcare, I tend to put up kind of tips around skin health and, and, and try to incorporate some things like I have right now. I have, um, for skin cancer awareness month, I've been running an Instagram live series called her UV story. And I've had women coming on and telling their real life stories about their experience, either with skin cancer or condition that they have that, um, has meant that they need to be very much more cautious and diligent with their, their UV protection. Um, And so for me, it's about just education around skin health in Mm. general as well. So you'll find some kind of interesting information on there as well. Brilliant. Now, I think you said that we've got an offer in July for the listeners. So if they wanted to purchase a pair of gloves from the website, they can have a 15% discount, right? Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to do that for your listeners, Laura. Um, So if they use code DREAM15, you can get 15% off uh, throughout the month of July. Amazing. Oh, Candice, I've loved talking to you. Such a fascinating subject. And uh, if you're listening to this and thinking, wow, I didn't know that, I think uh, you're not alone. But please do tell your friends because the more we talk about it, the more we get that awareness out there. And uh, the better our hands are going to look when we're looking after them better. So, Candice, thank you so much for your time today. No, thank you for having me, Laura. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. Don't forget to come and find me on social media to see if I can help you to pursue your own dreams. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.